And we're back. Another episode of The Shooter's Roll. Talking more fantasy. Talking more fantasy. Well, we are the podcast made by fans for the fans. And in this episode, Reg and I, we're going to be speaking about um, upcoming fantasy drafts. Mm -hmm. Who would you take if you got allocated the number one draft pick and why? As well as your best value Mm -hmm. draft pick. And our sleeper picks as well. So a little bit of insight. I'm a little bit uh, hesitant in my live drafts that I'm not going to, that I haven't participated in yet because I don't want to give away all my secrets. Jesus, this is a safe space. <laughs> Anything that is said in here, I will not use to my advantage. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you won't. <laughs> I'm sure you won't. As you probably gathered, we're in the same fantasy league. So we're, we're trying to... Uh, keep our cards close to our chest at the moment, uh, which will be interesting for this for this particular episode. Now, um, like we covered in our last episode, there are different platforms, Yahoo in particular, ESPN in particular. Um, in this particular episode, though, we'll focus on um, the rankings based on the Yahoo platform, which is the platform Fred and I both mm-hmm. use. Um, but shout out to the ESPN uh, participants out there. I'm sure um, that platform gets a lot of wear. Uh, but for this platform, let's 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 begin. We celebrate all fantasy users and all fantasy platforms. That's right. That's right. No sponsorship for this podcast <laughs> by any of those fantasy platforms. Um, now, tell me if you had um, if random generation of and the the draft got you the number one draft pick. Who were you taking at number one? Yeah, this is a hard one because there are really quite a few players who um, could rightfully take the first draft spot. Uh, but I I think I'm going to go with AD. Okay. I, Safe. Yes. He yes. is ranked number one in Yahoo. Yeah. Yes. I think that the thing that stands out for AD um, in particular this season when he's at the Lakers is mm. that he's now at a team that he um, genuinely wants to be a part of and genuinely has a chance of winning the championship. Yeah. So it, that's going to be the driving factor um, that pushes him to excellency beyond all of the other potential first draft picks, yeah. in my opinion. So last season, and mind you, this is a 56-game limited season. Yes. His average stats were 26 points, 12 rebounds, Four assists, one point six blocks. Yeah. Oh, sorry, one point six um, steals, two point four blocks. Um, his stats are out of this world. So if you put him into a team that has LeBron at the helm um, and has a genuine chance of winning the championship, I think he's going to well exceed those averages this season. And the thing with AJ, he does not have a statistical category that he's weak in. Mm. He's a good foul shooter. Mm. He shoots the three ball. Mm. Um, he comes up with statistics, the difficult statistics that we covered in the last mm. episode, which is your defensive stats, yeah. your steals, and your blocks. And he does that in spades. Um, he's going to have a great season in LA, barring injury, mm. which we no one can predict these days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the fact that he's at the Lakers, I mean, the only other um, person who could potentially um, take some of those stats off him is LeBron, but. We all know LeBron at the Lakers. He's in cruise control at the moment. I mean, he's not gonna he's not gonna step up until the playoffs. 
at least not to the level that um, that AD will. Well, there has been chatter um, in the recent week that the offense it's going to flow through to AD. Yeah. Um, no one's going to hold the stats off him, like you said. In the bigs positions, um, you've got Dwight Howard, who will not see the type of minutes that AD will see yeah. on the floor. And the other notable big will be JaVale McGee. Yeah. Even though JaVale had a great season statistically and was a great draft value draft pick in for fantasy purposes last season, um, he probably won't have the same season as he did last year. But um, AD will will dominate and eat most of the season and, you know, barring injury and barring um, any load management issues, when AD's on the floor, he does produce. Mm. So I do like your draft pick. It's it's safe, but I think when you've got the number one you have draft pick, you've got to be safe. You've got to take chances. That's right. And with those steals and blocks, I mean, if you can get those stats locked up in the first kind of round, mm. you're good for the rest. Yeah. Because you are building a team. Yeah. Right? throughout um, your, your draft. Mm. Um, I'm going to go a little bit um, the opposite way. I'm going to draft a guard first up. Um, I like Steph Curry this coming season. Uh, fantasy purposes, I think we're going to see the the comeback of that uh, that phenomenal shooter, the, the 50, 40, 90 guy that will um, make field goals and, and average 30 points a game because Clay is out. Someone's going to carry the load in terms of the scoring for mm -hmm. the Warriors. Um, Draymond also will have a good season statistically mm -hmm. um, because of the lack of talent and with Willie Cauley-Stein also going down recently with an injury, I think Draymond will have to, from the get-go, um, pull up his ox and really, really... Um, deep, deep to, to produce, and I think he will produce his triple-double numbers, but there needs to be a number one guy on the team, and with no clear number two in Clay Thompson, I think Steph's going to have a really bumper season. The thing I like about Steph for fantasy purposes are the three-pointers, which is also another stat that is hard to get, mm -hmm. um, but on a nine-category league, um, when you've got someone who can get you the three-pointers, which... The trickle-down effect is obviously you're scoring a lot of points because you're shooting a lot of threes and making a lot of threes. He is a 90% plus free throw shooter, so he doesn't hurt you there. He gets you um, assists, being the lead ball carrier. Um, the turnovers may be an issue this year, and um, from a fantasy point of view, um, the more turnovers you get, it's actually worse. So it's, it's the only category which has the inverse effect regarding production, um, where you want to keep your turnovers down. Um, but I think that's just going to be a byproduct of the minutes he will see and the play that he will get. And Steph is a surprisingly good rebounder for his size. Um, I think that as a number one draft pick, I'm going to sew up Steph right from the get-go and then build my team around him. That's a risky play. But I like it. I mean, he is essentially going to carry this Warriors team. Yeah. The only risk, I think, for me is um, one, injuries. Yeah. Um, and two, uh, how much is he going to be rested? If the Warriors are a genuine playoff team, um, he needs to save some of that energy. That's true. That's true. And come um, the critical time, you know, post All Star break, mm -hmm. it 
his amount of game time will be contingent on how well the Warriors are doing. Are they fighting for an eighth seed to go into the playoffs? Are they cruising as the fourth seed? So time will tell. Steph. Now the next the next thing we'll discuss is who's your best value draft pick. Yeah. Um, look, I went pretty high up. Yeah. I um, I went with Jimmy Butler for best value. I think okay. he's going according to uh, Yahoo. He's going second round pick, maybe mid second round pick. Oh, he's quite high. Um, his rank at the moment on the Yahoo platform is number fourteen. So that in a Standard 12 mm. deep league, that's an early second rounder that you are going to be spending on Jimmy. Or why do you like Jimmy as your best I value I think kid? this season in Miami, um, as the undisputed leader of that Miami team this season, he's going to be playing um, through his skin. He's going to be playing like a first round pick. Yeah. Um, he has decent stats. He's such a hard and dedicated worker that like, his stats can only increase. Um, and he's essentially going to be the primary offensive player for the Heat. So with his with his attitude and with his dedication, I think he's going to lead this team to uh, lead this team with his uh, offensive and defensive stats. So it's a well, in terms of value, we will wait and see, but I can see that he can play that um, he will be the other dog in the mm -hmm. team. Um, who are the Heat relying upon besides him? You've got Dragic, who's coming back from an injury. You're also then um, waiting for Bam's yeah. development yeah. as well. Yeah. Justice uh, Winslow. Justice Winslow, who is a bit up and down in fantasy as well. Um, there's, there's, there's definitely holes there, and I definitely see that Jimmy will play a big role and get his stats um, all the way up. Yeah. Uh, Which is a prime example of how um, fantasy can be different to the real world. Correct, yeah. Because you're looking at Jimmy as a really valuable player, but you don't see his team doing that well. Yeah. I mean, there was talk in the preseason about um, the possibility of Russ yeah. joining the Heat, yeah. and that didn't transpire. Yeah. Um, there's also now talk about, and this is going to be ongoing throughout the season, with CP3 possibly ending up in in Miami, um, and and the way that might play out um, in the season, but I don't think there'd be a player that will eat into Jimmy's stats. No. Well, the other thing is that um, with Jimmy's track record, I mean, if he's not too happy at the Heat, a trade is not out of the question. <laughs> <laughs> so who knows what will happen to his stats? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, he, can, well he can always force his way out like he did with the Wolves, and, and he's very good at that, yeah. if there's anything. He's so intense, you know. What time's practice? 10 a.m. What time will he be there? 3 a.m. Oh, Jimmy Butler. Look, in terms of value draft picks, there's a few good ones floating about. Um, Russ Westbrook is going at 18 at the moment. Uh, I'm looking, I'm going through this chart here. Ben Simmons. At 28, I think that's some solid value there um, for what could potentially be a third round draft pick. Um, and I think with Ben Simmons, people, yeah. are, people are focusing too much on his lack of a jump shot and they're neglecting all of the other stats and value that he brings to a team. Correct. The, the only thing I have to say about Ben is his free throw shooting has got to get better. Yeah. 
um, yeah. that's hurt a lot of teams um, in, for fantasy purposes um, in the past. But if you can correct that, um, the, the sky's the limit regarding um, his production because he will score points at a very good clip because he takes such um, his shot selection art is such that they are close mm -hmm. to the rim on drives. And also, um, the assists and rebounds will also be there, given it's a stacked Philly team this year as well. Um, the other high-value draft picks I'm seeing here is Chris Middleton at 45, Aldridge at 46. Um, but the person I want to focus in on, um, ranked on Yahoo at 53, is Kevin Love on a bounce back here for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, I suppose this could be cut two ways. Uh, Love will um, be the dominant um, player in Cleveland if he gets the ball. And this is a big if. Mm -hmm. um, Sexton is still running the point. They drafted Garland as well. Um, there's going to be some issues of getting Kevin the ball so that he can score. He's always going to be a good rebounder. He shoots the three ball quite well. Um, from a field goal percentage point of view, that could be increased. But what's the risk with Kevin is that he is coming back from an injury. And if the Cavs don't, are not going to do well, and it's projected that they won't. Why would you risk it? Uh, why would you risk it? Because with, we might be looking at five all-star break, he's going to get a lot of rest and did not play his um, assigned to his name. But for, I mean, uh, for a player who in the past has been a beast in fantasy, at 53, I think that's very good value mm. for Kevin Lott. And the last uh, topic I really want to talk to you about today, Reg, is who is your deep sleeper pick? Because I think this is, this is the most fun, I think, in drafting, is finding that gem. Yes. way down in the rankings yeah. because it can turn your team on its head. And I think that's the key to this. Yeah. That they have to be a genuine sleeper, not someone who's kind of in the like 50 to 100 mark because they're still going to get drafted. Yes. But you want someone who's not on anybody's radar. Yes. And I think I found the deep sleeper. You found the deep sleeper. Who do you have? I'm going to go with the young and the talented Landry Shamet. Shamit, um, for our viewers and listeners, he's currently ranked on the Yahoo platform at 150. Tell me, why do you like Shamit? So, I first noticed this kid, understandably, as a 76er. Yeah. And he had a lot of promise. He had, um, well, his standout asset is his three-point shooting ability. He is accurate. Um, and I remember there was one game where he made about eight, eight threes, I think, in like two quarters or something like that to get sixes back into the game. But um, unfortunately, we traded him to the Clippers midway through the season. And um, from then on, um, he has he's shown how valuable he is as an offensive player. Um, I think no one really um, rates him yet because of how young he is and also because his value at the moment is pretty limited to his offense. Yes. Um, but the value that he brings, if anyone needs an offensive player in fantasy, um, his value is pretty high up there with with the established players. Look, I don't think Shamit is being drafted um, a lot, mm. or or even a little, in in these um, these drafts. I think there is some value there um, going forward. 
the, the question will be though is how are the key personnel going to affect his stats? Well, you got Kai and Paul George, are they going to give him looks? Well, who else can shoot in in the Clippers? There's there's not a lot of pure shooters mm -hmm. on the Clippers. Um, there's like you mentioned, Kawhi, who can generate his own offense, and George, who can generate his own offense. Um, but aside from those two, uh, it's the cupboard's a bit bare mm -hmm. regarding pure offensive talents. Yeah. So if you want your counting stats, I think it is it is a Shamit is a player to to focus in on. I think Reg is just uh, disclosing a little bit of her. Her tactics at the moment, <laughs> and uh, I, I'm 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 making mental notes about this as well. Come our our draft close to as we get closer. Now um, for my sleeper pick, and um, I've I've always been uh, known to have thrown out outrageous sleeper picks amongst my friends and, and family regarding fantasy leagues. Uh, I backed Myers Leonard once upon a time and, and that didn't eventuate. But in the same vein, I'm backing his former teammate, given that Leonard's moved on to Miami, uh, Zach Collins. Um, I think Zach has got um, the opportunity to get started minutes next to Dame and next to CJ. Uh, Nurkic is now um, injured for the better part of the season. If if he isn't even going to come back, which is highly doubtful for this coming year, uh, you've got Hassan Whiteside now with Portland clogging up the middle. But what Zach Collins brings to the table is he can shoot three pointers, but he can also grab you those key stats, those defensive stats, those blocks. And I like. Um, where Zach is placed, um, he's currently being ranked at 134 on the Yahoo platform, and I think um, there is that that opportunity, and all you need is opportunity mm. to make a difference. I mean, let's rewind one year ago. Pascal Siakam was going undrafted, and he was a game changer for a lot of fantasy GMs last year. He went off the wires very quickly as soon as um, players started understanding that here was a guy who's going to be, who had the opportunity and had, was given the minutes to produce. And I think this season, Zach Collins is in a similar position. Well, the question will be, like, how does he handle those extra minutes? Yeah. Is he efficient or is he not? Yeah, time will tell. Time will tell. Time will definitely tell. But it is... Uh, the sleeper picks for me are the most interesting because this is where you can win, where you need you know the, those stats that you are lacking you can find. And it is rare that you can find that game changer on the waiver wire. So it's still important to draft well on draft day. Uh, but I think it's also, it's just a feel-good story, you know? Yeah. Like picking sleepers, hoping that they'll do good, uh, come good, and then when they do, Makes you feel good. Right? It's, it's like you've got a crystal ball. Story, you know? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Final thoughts on the upcoming fantasy draft? Yeah, I've made notes of um of all of your tactics. 
so I'll see you in two weeks. Well, maybe I'm throwing <laughs> you off the scent and I'm giving you false pretenses, but that's not the case. I do believe in Zach, and, <laughs> and I do think that Kevin Love, if he is available on the board, come that fourth, fifth round, I'm going to pick him up. All right. Yeah. So we do hope that you've gained some insight into our takes on the upcoming NBA season. And for the fantasy players out there, hopefully we've given you a little bit of a guide into what we're thinking about and what um, you should be looking for as well when you draft. So I'm Dee Swizzle. I'm Reg. And where the shooters roll, podcast made by fans for the fans, and we will see you next time.